Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast, a show where a group of friends get together and talk about a variety of geeky topics. Find out what shows we've been watching, find out what movies we've seen, find out what games we're playing. Come along and join us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name is always Devin Terak, and today I'm joined by my usual co-host, uh, Paul Sanders. Hello. Patrick Gleason. Hey. And Patrick Ramsahoy. Hello. So no uh, Dwayne today. Um, I love how you went really fast with that to make sure none of us interrupted you. Yeah, that's right. That's the way it goes. Yep. Um, all right, let's just dive right into it and start with segment one, our weeks slash months in the hobby. Uh, we're going to start with Paul. Hello. Um, that's wonderful you're starting with me because I have very little, so it should go by quick. Um, you talked about a whole bunch of stuff in Netflix stuff. Yes, well, I'm going to re-talk about that just here in a second. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys have already heard it. Um, let's see. What have, I, I'm not going to talk about... We'll be here in a minute. Yeah. Oh, great. Anyway, the, uh, the Netflix stuff is at the end. Um, I'm just going to talk about the gaming stuff so far. Um, computer games, it's just been a lot of Division 2. I know that we're looking into Grim Dawn in the upcoming weeks for our Tuesday streaming, which... I glanced at it and it looks pretty decent. I just uh, have yeah, if, if you yeah. would all like Diablo three, you'll like Grim Dawn. It's very similar in style, and yeah. uh, it's got a complete open world concept the way um, the way uh, Diablo three did. So um, I, I really like Grim Dawn. I spent a lot of time playing that game, but I'll start a brand new character for you guys. The, the real cool thing about it is you can basically make any character you want, and you can play in any style. Um, and anytime you want to start over, you can kind of give it all up and then start from scratch. It's, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, we did Pendragon yesterday. We're getting towards the end of our campaign in, in that series. Yeah, it's been, really sad. It's, it, it has been a long running game and uh, it's slowly getting to that point now, but uh, Oh, look, Dwayne joined. Hi Dwayne. Anyway. Um, it, it has been uh, many. I'll talk about that in mind. Yeah, so. you're going to talk about it more. Um, what else has I have I been doing this month? Uh, not a whole lot. So I guess I will switch now to the uh, Netflix and whatnot. Um, I haven't watched too much of Netflix. Uh, I've been doing spending a lot of my time watching things on like Twitch and whatnot, and even that's not worth mentioning. So I won't. Um, there is a couple of shows that have caught my interest. I haven't started yet. Uh, we were just discussing uh, Barbarians, which is a German um, thing. And I'm sure everybody else is going to talk about it more, but that's it, now on my list and I will. Um, I was going to say, it sounds like something that might be safe for news and rumors. Yes. Well, it's not really news and rumors because it's already it, it's, out. It's out. I watched the yeah. first episode earlier today. Okay. Fair right. enough. Well, there you go. Um, uh, as for like Amazon Prime, I watched like two episodes of Hannah. I'm still, like just in the beginning season of that series, but I've heard good things. Yeah, good. So far, so far I've enjoyed what I've watched. So it seems very similar to some other shows that I've seen and that's very similar to it, but uh, it's, it's a little bit uh, more gritty than the ones that I watched. So I'm going to see how it goes. Um, I did notice a new um, trailer here for a series called truth seekers. On Amazon Prime, and it's got Nick Frost and Simon Pegg apparently. Even though I don't actually see any other reference to Simon Pegg, short of 
featuring in the description. It says that he's there. So I'm not entirely sure if it's true or not, but it's a comedy series and I love Nick Frost. So I'm going to watch it anyway when it comes out. And I think that's pretty much it for me. Like I said, it was going to be quick. I don't have a whole lot. Okay. Why don't we move on? To, okay, actually, before we move on, let's say hello to our good friend, Dwayne McKinnon, who has joined us a little late. Hi, Dwayne. Hey, Dwayne. Hey. Dwayne? Hi, guys. Good to <laughs> see there he is. Good to be here. Sorry. I, I literally forgot all about it completely. So, That's okay. I, sorry I about did that. as well until yesterday, so... Yeah, it's too bad there's not a thing called a calendar or something you guys could use. You know? Oh, I, I did have it no, in the calendar. It's just I completely forgot. So, <laughs> Well, Dwayne, why don't we go on to you then? What what have you been up to? Not a heck of a lot. Um, and that, uh, you know, reading-wise... Uh, I continue my slow march through Marvel Unlimited. Um, I'm on, well, coincidentally, March 2013. Um, And that, and it's interesting. I think the highlight of this time period is Dan Slott's Superior Spider-Man. But uh, also... We've got Jonathan Hickman having taken over Avengers and his stuff will build for like years until the Secret Wars event from I think uh, 2018 or 2019. So the guy, Marvel let him play the long game, like really long. So uh, that's been kind of fun. Um, I tried reading The Stand. I got bored with The Stand, so I think? gave up on The Stand. Dwayne, I never read the- Which version, Dwayne? Um, the 500 one or the original one? Uh, his revised one. Okay, yeah, the, the, to- the tomb, the massive tome of... You know. Yeah, well, I think that's the only one that's actually currently available. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I think part of the problem is that I saw the uh, TV adaptation from the early '90s or mid '90s, somewhere yeah. along there. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And, you know, so. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, give up on it. So I've come back to uh, reading Jim Butcher for a bit. Um, gaming-wise, uh, as I mentioned every time we record, uh, still quite active on uh, the Earth Dawn West Marches campaign. Uh, haven't run much lately, so I actually just signed up uh, literally just uh, to run a game next Sunday. And that, so it'll be a circle for hard. Should be fun. Uh, and that my own primary character is about to become a circle 12 
wizard, which means I'm going into the end game because our policy is that basically characters retire when they hit circle 13. Oh, right. Well, the thing is, is that it's just for this style of game, running master tier Earthdawn characters is just difficult. Uh, there's not a lot of published material on master tier threats. Uh, a lot is laid at the uh, story, the storyteller or game master's feet as far as you know creating unique horrors and creatures and stuff kind of using what's been published as loose guidelines but uh, there's not a lot of examples for stuff that high and those level characters are able to do so much that running it just becomes harder. I mean, when you have a Beastmaster who can claw frenzy for, you know, 12 attacks in a row, hmm. it eats up a lot of time. The pity of it all is that um, in a lot of ways, spellcasters and Earth Dawn don't really hit their stride until 12th. Oh, yeah, it's when you start getting really good. Well, the main thing is that. Um, at 12th circle, you gain access to a talent called Concise Casting, which basically has it, if you cast a spell that round, you can use Concise Casting uh, to cast another spell. It takes a bit of strain. Um, there are some limitations. You can't be weaving threads, but you can do that. So... Uh, it adds a lot more flexibility to your spellcasters, and it is only available starting in 12th circle. So, uh, so yeah, so uh, I'm a staff member at uh, the West Marches campaign, so I basically get some extra legend points and silver every month. Um, once I hit 12th, I'm not going to be applying any of that. I do have a secondary guy. He's a third circle archer. I haven't played him in about three months. But uh, I'm just going to only get legend for my wizard if I actually play him. So I'm going to stretch it out as long as possible <laughs> before I have to retire. Um, there are plans to occasionally bring the retired characters out of cold storage and... Uh, dust them off and have some fun, but it'll only probably happen about maybe three times a year. But on the bright side, the community is stable enough that we actually think we're going to be around for that long. So, which is good. And again, to any of the listeners, uh, you know, if you want to try out the West Marches campaign, because it's perfect for just trying it out, because there's no commitment. If you play once and never come back, well, we'll miss you, but hey, thanks for playing. Um, please, uh, you know, get in touch with the podcast through our usual channels, and I'll let you know how to join. Uh, the Pathfinder 2 campaign that uh, Pat is running is uh, continuing on. It's starting to get more used to the system, and that's starting to get used to how it is on Roll20. So that's... Uh, that's fun. 
and everything. Video game wise, um, just some mobile games and stuff. Um, there's apparently been a fair amount of progress made on getting Wine to run on FreeBSD. So I'm so not Wine to get Steam to run in Wine on FreeBSD. So uh, I might look into that uh, if I. Don't have to reboot the machine. Maybe I'll play more often. Who knows? But, uh, that's about it. I'll have some stuff for news and rumors, but that's what I've been up to. All right, let's move on. Uh, Patrick Ramsahoy, what have you been up to? Uh, okay, well, as far as watching goes, um, on Netflix, uh, we watched uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor. I think the haunting series is going to be fantastic if uh, Netflix can can keep up with the uh, the level that they're doing here. Um, it it had uh, a similar sort of a feel to the first uh, the haunting of Hill House, but uh, it was a completely different uh, uh, a completely different beast. I mean, it's still a haunted house show, uh, but uh, Hill House is more about family relationships, and uh, Bly Manor is actually more of a love story or a series of love stories to it. Um, so if you, if you enjoy the more cerebral type of, uh, of uh, horror stories, you know, not the uh, jump scare filled things. So there are a few jump scares in this one, um, but the ones that make you think and, uh, you know, really good character development, I, I definitely recommend this one to you. Um, I finished off Lucifer. And uh, mm. all right, it does end on a cliffhanger. Not quite the uh, <laughs> oh my god, what next type of cliffhanger that uh, I would that he led me to expect, but uh, it still is a cliffhanger. Uh, there's a definite shift in uh, quality and tone uh, where when Netflix takes over, yeah, uh, you you can definitely see that it it becomes a lot grittier. Uh, and if you're interested in Tom Ellis's butt, you got plenty of that in the first few episodes. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> uh, plus, uh, they, there's also uh, smoking and so on, stuff that you wouldn't be able to get on Netflix TV, or not Netflix, but network TV. To be honest with you, I never even noticed. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it was a big shock to me uh, in that first episode where, where Lucifer is smoking. And of course, he would be smoking. Uh, why wouldn't he? indulge in that but uh yeah that's why i guess i didn't think anything of it i'm just like like, well that's something a character would do so yeah um it's got some great character development i'm interested to see what season six is going to bring i also finished uh season four of sword art online as did i okay um i mean it it is a, a very controversial series uh people tend to love it or hate it uh, season one was uh, was fantastic, but uh, starting on season two, um, I mean the story is good, but uh, for some reason the uh, creator really likes to rely on sexual assault, uh, rape, and uh, fridging female characters yep. to to move the plot along, and I can see that's the reason why people really aren't big fans of it. Um, yep. Let's see what other things. Uh, uh, Brenda and I have been watching Unexplained Mysteries on Netflix, and uh, that's a lot more true crime, uh, though the it's only a six-episode season, and uh, the sixth episode is always something that's a little more supernatural, so uh, 
season one it's uh ufos and season two it's uh, ghost sightings after the tsunami in japan back in 2011 uh let's see other things well uh we kind of mentioned this before we started officially recording, but uh, there's a new series on Netflix called Barbarians, uh, which is basically uh, Germanic tribes versus the uh, Roman legion. It's taking place in 9 AD. So German Germany's already been conquered and it's a province, but uh, now what's happening is the uh, new governor is demanding uh, tribute, which the uh, German tribes are saying, hey, we settled a peace without any tribute obligation, so what's going on here? And so there's the question of, do we try and fight back, or do we aim for peace? And of course, there's all sorts of dissent on both sides uh, on what they finally decide. I've only watched the first episode, so getting into the introduction of what's going on, actually gotten into the whole story of it yet. But it is it is good, but German, in, dubbed in English, uh, Brenda was sort of looking at it over her shoulder while I was watching, and she was saying, "What is that uh, CG or something? Are those real people?" <laughs> uh, because of course the uh, mouths don't always sync up with the uh, words all that well. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember if I had uh, had we fin. I don't think the boys finished the last time we recorded. No, I don't think no. so. Yeah. So all of uh, all of season two has been watched on my end. Yep. Uh, Definite. Uh, well, there there are uh, some plot lines that have closed and other plot lines that have opened up, and uh, it is uh, getting to be a much more interesting and complicated world. That's for sure. Oh yes. Anything uh, more beyond that? In case there, it's spoilers for some people. I have not watched any of it yet, but I will at some point. Well, yeah, yeah. it's well, still it, it only ended not too long ago, so yeah, it it deconstructs uh, superheroes pretty well. Hmm. Um, without really being about superheroes season two is definitely much more about celebrity than anything mm -hmm. uh let's see other things oh i got to uh, episode two of season one of american gods <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm taking that pretty slowly um okay. it it it's good it it's <laughs> i kind of like how it ends on uh on a real cliffhanger in each episode is the main character is uh has his life threatened in one way or another before we get onto episode two or onto the next episode. Um, I think I'm going to be finishing off Barbarians, though, before I uh, I continue with uh, American Gods. It, I mean, it's interesting, but I don't know. There, there's other things that catch my attention more. Uh, okay, well, uh, it starts getting better. Like, oh, yeah. Go sure. into season, yeah. I and Ian McDermott's, always, Ian, Ian McDermott's always, you know. Yeah. But there, there were some big problems i think leading into this next season and i i know about it and that's probably uh, uh tainting my perspective on things because i know that uh, that the series is not it, it's going to be hitting a peak sometime soon mm -hmm. uh, and it's going to be on on a downward spiral after that and i'm not sure if i want to get into it kind of like the walking dead i never got into the walking dead i know that the first season is amazing but you know knowing how things have developed with it yeah. I don't know if I'd want to get into it. And I could see somebody who didn't get into um, into Game of Thrones, how they might be the same way. They know that uh, the first few seasons are really good, and then once they lost George R. R. Martin's guidance as far as what he's actually written, uh, it started going downhill, and people were generally disappointed with it. Yeah. Um, season three of Agretsuko. Agretsuko? 
basically about a, a woman who uh, all the characters are animals. Uh, and she's uh, she's basically in a, a low level accountant in a in a company, so she's a salary man, uh, and she's she likes to uh, get out her uh, frustrations uh, by death metal karaoke. <laughs> so it, it is it is a fun uh, series if nobody's watched it yet. Uh, definitely recommend uh, getting into it. And, what was uh, that zombie movie you you told me to watch? Uh, like the main was, character, um, Little Monsters. Yeah, okay. On uh, Amazon Prime. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, a very fun mm. movie. You think it's basically uh, this uh, sleazy uh, street performer or musician? He is sleazy. Yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't like his character at all. Oh no, you weren't supposed to like his character. I mean, yeah, but they, it's hard to cheer for a guy when you're like he's supposed to be the protagonist. Sorry, it's the protagonist <laughs> yeah. of the movie. You're like, I want him dead. I like the entire time. I'm like. Can he well, just it, die? Can he die? It kind of has a, an upstyle intro to the whole movie uh, going on while the credits are happening, and uh, you know, instead of this happy life that they had in uh, Up, it's basically every time him and his uh, ex are together, they're just fighting over something, and it's just constant. Well, his stuff—it's usually him. Well, like it's funny because he's an idiot yes. and useless. Yes, he he wants life to be the way it was when he was uh, eighteen total bachelor 18 yeah and uh, she actually wants to grow up um so anyhow uh there's the final breakup he's living with his sister uh watching over uh his i guess kindergarten aged uh nephew um and uh discovers that uh the uh, the nephew's teacher is pretty hot and so uh when there's an opportunity to uh, proctor a, a field trip he signs on so that he can be spending time with the teacher. Uh, and of course, while this is happening, the the uh, park that they're going to right is right next to an American base in Australia. The whole show takes place in Australia, um, and they're doing the Americans are doing uh, some research on uh, revivica- revivification, and uh, so basically, zombies get loose and attack the park. And uh, and so now him and the teacher and uh, this. Uh, children's show host that uh the kids all love uh are the you know the only adults that are still left alive in the park and they're trying to help all these kids uh survive it without scaring the kids too much with what the situation is and it's really fun full of some fantastic one-liners uh like uh, um i like the uh american general or is he a colonel basically the, the american commander who's dealing with what's going on and uh, he sees a bunch of kids and he says, I'm not going to shoot or I'm not going to kill kids. And then the pause again, <laughs> it was really funny the way it was delivered. Anyhow. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun, uh, it's a fun movie, but uh, you're, you're going to hate the main character uh, right off the bat. And you're supposed to, because the whole movie's a redemption arc. Uh, Game-wise, really not much, doing lots of City of Heroes. However, they did have some big news yesterday. Uh, Dwayne, or not Dwayne, Debra uh, uh, might just... actually get interested, interested in this because they have dropped uh, issue 27, Second Chances, onto the uh, beta test. Uh, and this in- introduces a couple of new story arcs for heroes and villains. Um, it uh, revamps some powers. Uh, it allow it has some uh, costume changes available to it. So now they have uh, asymmetrical sh- shoulder 
design. So you can have just one item on your shoulder instead of having to have both. Um, they've made it easier to upgrade your enhancements. Um, and yeah, powers have changed a fair bit. Uh, like the long range teleport has been taken out of teleport. It's been made into an accolade award and so on. So it makes things uh, more interesting. Now, I haven't had a chance to play any of it. I'm not doing anything on the beta servers, so I don't know exactly what it's like. But if this goes through onto the live servers, it should be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Yeah, we've got uh, my Pathfinder 2 game going on. So the last thing we did was a mystery as there were some saboteurs and... Uh, you know, who are the saboteurs and can we stop them before they do any more damage? Well, yes, they've been stopped. They've been discovered. Uh, it turned out to be who the party was kind of thinking it probably was from the get-go. Uh, but there were misdirections to, to lead them in other directions. And there have been a little a bit of question marks about whether or not they were acting alone. Uh, but for the most part, I think things are to the party's satisfaction. So they've moved on. And... Uh, now they know that the uh, opposing army is coming. They were tasked with uh, finding an advanced base that could be a command center uh, to try and uh, meet the army head-on before it actually gets to the city. And uh, so the party found a farmhouse that looks like it'll be a good defensive spot. And uh, shortly after they got there, the enemy, uh, the enemy's advanced forces uh, came up. So now they're dealing with their own little mini-siege at this point. Um, so we've gotten into the first battle, or about halfway through the first battle, uh, and uh, see how things go from there. Um, uh, things from my end, it didn't quite go exactly as planned because I've I've got a lot of uh, cannon fodder on the other end, and uh, the cannon fodder has been taken care of within two turns. Well, it's cannon fodder. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, they're supposed to be a, a little. Well, more of a distraction than anything else, but you know, they've been completely annihilated. Yeah, you, you're expecting them to be a little bit hardier than this. Well, yes. I mean, I intentionally made them basically one hit kills them, but I was kind of figuring the party would leave them for the, the peons on your side to deal with uh, and then focus on the bigger stuff. And I have to admit, this encounter really makes me wonder how magic and so on would really influence uh, the battlefield. Like, you, you've got your built-in artillery with the, with the mages. You know, are you, do you really need the bigger stuff? How, how would things be working out? Anyhow, that may be a discussion for uh, segment three or something. Uh, and uh, that pretty much uh, brings what's going on with me to an end. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Pat, let's move on to you then. What All right. Uh, well, uh, for computer games, it's just been Division 2 a little bit. <clears throat> My computer had an issue recently. I had to reinstall a lot of stuff. Uh, with all the other role-playing games and that I have been doing, I really haven't done anything else besides, like I said, Division 2 here and there, uh, mostly with Paul <clears throat> and uh, De uh, Gavin and ever once in a while. So we, we keep doing our Twitch Tuesdays with Division right now, which is going pretty well. We are going to switch to uh, Grim Dawn. Uh -huh. yeah, <laughs> Grim Dawn uh, in a couple of weeks. I want to have a chance to install it and, and try it out first before starting to play. Mm -hmm. 
and that'll be happening in a couple of weeks. We have a new software as well for eventually we'll be doing for streaming, uh, vMix. It, it allows us to stream to a whole bunch of platforms at the same time. So instead of having to share, you know, and and share it to a whole bunch of different places, it's like, nope, launch, and goes on all, like, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and all that. So that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still doing, yeah, my Pendragon game, uh, which... Uh, it's mostly Dev and Paul involved with. Patrick was up there at the beginning, but uh, life and all that has kept him out for a while. Although he did have a chance to come back in, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, um, and his character is now sort of as an NPC who's the, one of the top guys out there uh, for logistics and as uh, runs the background stuff for uh, mostly Paul, but he's also spread out across other people's lands, which makes Dev a little upset because he's a Coptic Christian and in, in the world, Dev's Mithros and Pagan and, and not very much into the Christian faith. Or in fact, hmm. gone out of our way to uh, basically massacre every Christian we come across and sacrifice them to our own gods. Well, not the, not the Celtic Christians, you know. Well, not you. You don't want them in your lands anyways, but... Uh, Trust me, if, yeah, but... If, if it wouldn't have upset the rest of the uh, the group, I would have definitely would have started all the, all the uh, <laughs> healthy Christians as well. And, uh, yeah, so they started off, like, way back when as Re- Roman legionnaires who decided to stay in Britain when the legion left, and now Dev's original character's son, mm-hmm. not close, yeah, almost grandson, not quite old enough, but he's getting up there in age, uh, returning plan to return to Rome to take it over. Sort of dun dun dun. See how see how that goes. It's gonna be lots of logistics and uh, planning and then the very end will be battles worth of tens of thousands of people involved in fighting, which should be a very a very fitting end to everything. And then tales will be told and songs will be sung of all your deeds. Or misdeeds, depends on how well it goes. <laughs> oh, it's gonna go super well. And also, um, still doing stuff with Dev's uh, Fantasy Flight Star Wars. And and want to talk about that, because on Wednesday, we were at Kessel Run for our bi-weekly, you know, podcast, shoot the shit sort of thing with them. And Dev ran it uh, for myself, TJ, and Joe. And they really enjoyed it. Uh, Joe actually hadn't played a role-playing game for quite a long time. And TJ liked it so much, he's going he's gonna to try and bring it into the store little awkward and right now because more importantly not just bring it to the store but actually include it in their day camps for young mm-hmm. children. As I was gonna mention, yeah, so I'm planning to. It's gonna be a little awkward hard right now because um as Dev has mentioned before, Fantasy Flights Games has changed their uh distributor or the guys who publish their books. Uh so we'll see how long it is before you know new releases comes out for the stores to be able to, you know, have in there. In the meantime, there is still, I believe, PDFs you can. No. Nope. Oh no, they don't have PDFs available. No. Okay. So here, here's the thing. Uh, it's actually not Fantasy Flight Games. It's their parent company or their distribution company, Asmodee. Asmodee has decided to basically, or, or Fantasy Flight Games has decided to cancel their entire RPG line. So they fired all of their RPG producers, all of their uh, on-staff writers, everyone who was working on RPGs. They've all been axed. Uh, and this new Spanish company has kind of taken up the production, and um, and Asmodee will will continue distributing the Star Wars role playing game, as well as the kind of the other games, Legend of the Five Rings. Uh, there was, I think, a couple more. Um, there was a couple more that that uh, Fantasy Flight games that, games that, that they had put out. So anyway, all of these uh, systems 
have been moved over to this new company. They're still in the process of ramping up. They've hired on some of the old uh, uh, on-staff writers, uh, some of the production staff, um, the the you know team leads who would actually put together the the books uh, to be released. So they've kind of jumped ship and, and been been hired by this new company, but nothing has actually been produced by them yet. Nothing has been shipped. And the shipping is, of course, the printing is all done in China. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so it usually takes up to three months for a shipping run once or once a, a printing run is completed to actually get on the boat and make its way over to North America for distribution. I mean, that's just going to make it even more difficult for us to get um, the games that Fantasy Flight used to put out. Yeah. So there's uh, there's quite a bit of shortage for currently printed materials that are available at a decent cost. So Which is too bad why, I was going to say it's too bad for Kessel Run because they're like, oh, this is great. We want to do it. And you're like, uh, well, here's a yeah, story. Wish it could. <laughs> um, it, it's funny. They actually do have, uh, they have in the past at least, carried some of the Fantasy mm -hmm. Flight Star Wars role-playing game lines. I think that was before TJ kind of uh, took the company over. Well, uh, there's so also... He, keep going, Deb, sorry. He, I'm saying he's, he might not know that uh, that they may even have some stock currently available. I haven't checked to see what they're... I didn't see anything there, but... I, I, I didn't either, but then again, I haven't really been looking for Star Wars books just because I have everything except for, I think, three books that they've put out. Yeah. So since I have my physical uh, copies, um, I haven't really been looking to purchase any any nope. additional copies. Also, we, were about, we were talking about PDFs, and the whole reason PDFs aren't available for the Star Wars role-playing game, and at least in an official capacity, like that can be purchased, uh, is because of an old uh, agreement that um, Electronic or that uh, Lucas Arts, uh, their their printing division had with Electronic Arts EA um, for any digital um, digital games that are put out using the Star Wars license. So, because the the digital medium. Uh, the, the game in a digital medium, the rule book, game day, there's a, or international RPG day, they they put out a couple of modules, uh, I think one for each of the lines over the, the first three years that, that they were publishing these games. Um, those are available in PDF format. Uh, they've created a couple of um, characters for their starter games, kind of as uh, additional characters that can be used because the, the starter games each come with four characters, so four of the six careers are are uh, represented, and they usually create an additional character for each of the missing careers uh, available as PDFs from the website. So those are available in PDF, and all of the the trees, the the specialization trees for each of the careers, those are actually um, uh, officially produced as a PDF as well. So it's not illegal to to have that information. Um, in PDF format. So, so there's some material that's available in an official capacity. However, if you know where to look, you, you can always find PDFs of things, even if it's not intended. You know so can I, mean? I continue my section yeah, now? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I continue? So as I was trying to say before you kept going in... Hey, you brought it up, the fact well, that uh, yeah, I know it's stopped, having stopped. difficulty. Yes, but I was going to say another funny part was early in the year, uh, before the whole 2020 loveliness, uh, Kessel Run was planning to have GMs run different games mm -hmm. for people. People would pay money to you know to run, and they'd pay the GMs a little bit just to you know get people involved for different groups and trying out different things. Dev had put his name in to run Star Wars way back when, before the whole stuff 
you know, the lockdown happened. So Dev was prepared months ago to show Kessel Run, hey, here's Star Wars, here's Fantasy Flight Games, and then all this happened. Um, I actually did do a uh, sample run yeah. at the... Um, uh, the first one, the intro uh, one, I think. It was. The, yeah, I, I, did, I did run the intro game once. I think I had three players who had signed up for it. Everyone else was basically interested in D&D. Like I said, it wasn't, yeah, TJ and, and Joe hadn't been there, which is too bad, because had TJ watched it, he probably would have way back then yeah. said, hey, we need this. Uh, but it is a fun game, especially for kids. If they're going to do it for the day camps, that's great. Yeah. Um, I'm also involved in another Star Wars game, but it's on the old D6 game uh, that's being run with their buddy in uh, Waterloo. And also I'm involved like the Blue Planet game, which is going pretty well. We're uh, developing more and more, and biomods are the way to go for most people if you can afford it. You know, you genetically modify yourself to be... It's sort of uh, like cyberpunk in a different planet, basically. So, but next week coming up, so we have the Twitch Tuesday. I'm involved with Patrick's D&D game on Wednesday. On Thursday, it's either going to be Blue Planet or the uh, the Cult game. Friday is going to be the D6 Star Wars game. Saturday is Dev's Fantasy Flight Star Wars game. Saturday night, our friend Eric is running the Aliens role-playing game. Uh, it's a one-shot for Halloween. So there's the pre-gen characters and everything. And, I mean, let's face it, Halloween's a perfect time for Alien, right? It's... It's a horror movie. It's perfect. And then Sunday, I'm running my Deadlands campaign uh, where they're all settled in one town in Arizona. And I finally got, uh, because I became a Kickstarter with Pinnacle, I finally got the, the new map for the world because the history has changed and everything in the new version. So I had the one from the previous version with the Confederate States. They don't exist in the new version. So I'm going, all right, we're, what's the world look like now? And so I was like, okay, you guys are set up in Arizona somewhere. <laughs> you're, you're, you're near Phoenix. We'll go from there. And then finally I got the new map, and I'm like, ah, that's where you guys are. What, out of curiosity, because I can't remember, what version of Deadlines are you running? It's the new one, the, the Weird West. It's based oh, on Savage yeah. Worlds. Yeah, but the latest one, because there was yep. Deadlines Reloaded. And then they did a third one. And this is is this the third one? This third one, the Weird West. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I got because I um, I became a Kickstarter, and but the the original release date was supposed to be November. Um, so Eric got a couple of PDFs because he's he kickstarted before I did. So I'm like, okay, I got the basic rules. We can start. You know, getting gung ho. Let's go now. The rules aren't all out yet. Ah, whatever. We can go. <laughs> we'll make it up. And then, so November was the original date. I'm like, that's only a couple months away. No problem. Lockdown. So I sent them a quick email going, hey, um, you know, not asking, not pushing, just sort of wondering what the new situation is going to be. And they said, probably not till January or February. But if, as a Kickstarter, we're going to send you all the PDFs we have so far. Here you go. Blah. <laughs> like, Thank you very much. So I have the map, I have archetypes, I have the power cards, I have all that to run with now, which is really great. Looking forward to that. I think that's what most of the games I'm involved with, but I might be something else. <laughs> For movies, I haven't watched too many um, just because I've been so busy role-playing. I did start watching um, Vampires in Brooklyn that you talked about, Patrick. Yep, Vampires versus the Bronx. Versus the Bronx, yeah, which is actually pretty interesting. It's sort of the, you know, disco age 
Bronx sort of people with vampires. No, it's, it's modern. Oh, it's age, modern, 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 but it's yeah, it's modern Bronx with young kids uh, yeah. going up against vampires. And you know, it's it's nice retelling of some vampire lore and that. Mm-hmm. I haven't wa- I didn't get a chance to finish it yet, but watch that. Yeah. Barbarians is definitely on the list to watch. I, it showed up today on my Netflix. I'm like, oh, something that's interesting about that. Um, the they're speaking German, so that gets uh, dubbed into English. But the Romans are speaking Latin, and they're actually speaking Latin, and it's uh, subtitled. Oh, really? could, could I get it all subtitled? Like, could I watch it in German with the English subtitles? I think so. Yeah. No. You just have to uh, set your language settings properly. Exactly. It. Yeah. Um, and I did watch Little Monsters, but unlike you, Patrick, I I didn't. Like parts were funny, but I found the character, the main character, too unlikable to to get into it. Because mm. uh, Shaun of the Dead, he same thing. He's a deadbeat guy going nowhere, but he's much more likable, right? He's yeah, yeah. likable. This guy is not likable. Like no. he's just not at all. So I, like I said, most of the movie, I'm going, please let him die. Please let him <laughs> die. <laughs> you know, I I want. I, I just couldn't, and at the end, the, you know, he gets the woman. I'm like, really? This guy's complete trash. Like, oh yeah, he but grew he, a little bit. He no, he grew a little bit yeah. because of situation. But he's still like afterwards. I'm sure he's going to go back to the same thing. He's not going to really change. Mm. He he never showed that he wanted to change. Whereas Sean, before things happened, he did start to you know he showed he wanted to change. He was wanted to try to get yeah. better. Well, the other thing is the, this the guy's school. more like Nick Frost's character. In Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing is the teacher, uh, she went through a similar sort of situation. She wasn't exactly the, the nicest person either until she well, ended she up was No, but she was nice right from the beginning. Well, right? in, the, in the show, but when she talks about her past... Yes, but you uh, don't see that. All I see is the guy, the protagonist, is an unlikable yeah. douchebag. Like, he's worse than Venkman is in Ghostbusters. He's an unlikable douchebag. You're going, someone killed him. Yeah. Just someone put a bullet to his head. If I was stuck in a zombie apocalypse with him, I'd throw him out. He'd be like, get the fuck out. You're mm-hmm. gone. <laughs> He's also, he brings no skills. He brings nothing. That's no, right. I didn't like, like I said, the care, I couldn't get past him to enjoy the movie very much. I did like some of the, there are some good jokes in there. I won't, yeah. I won't deny. There's some funny lines in there. Like the, uh, the scene where the, the nephews dressed up as Darth Vader tried to save his uncle. Oh, that was good. And he yeah. sees this uh, goat that's trapped, so he tries to goes to rescue the goat, and then realizes he's in a bit of a dead end, and the zombies are coming. He tries to use his force powers because he's Darth Vader, and a zombie just happens to uh, run into the gate a little bit, so the gate shuts. Yep. And he's, he's like, happy. "Wow, it worked!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I did rewatch Aliens extended version again to get into the aliens feel. Uh, that movie holds up so well, though, right? Like it's, yeah, you know, practical effects are still the way to go. And that takes me up to, yeah, nowadays. So, uh, Devram, back to you. Although you did a lot of talking anyway, so we should just move on to segment two now. Stuff to talk about. Um, I spent quite a bit of time watching movies with Jennifer and uh, a few TV shows as well that I want to talk about. So I'm going to start with uh, movies first. Uh, First thing I want to talk about is an Australian murder mystery out in the outback called uh, Mystery Road. Uh, the main character in it, uh, this is the kind of the cool thing, the main character is an Aboriginal uh, police officer. Oh, yeah, that came out a while ago. Solved this mystery. Yeah, it's, it's been out for a while. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, it's very good. It's, it's kind of like a, a slow 
um, uh, there, there isn't a lot of action. There's, there's quite a bit of buildup before it happens. And then like the last, say, 15, 20 minutes is like this crazy shootout that happens. So it's, it's, uh, that, that was a very enjoyable movie. Another movie I want to talk about is called Arctic. Uh, this is a movie with Mads Mikkelsen as a Swedish, I think, um, uh, uh, plane. He's, he's, he's involved in a plane crash, basically. Yes. Um, and he's basically surviving on his own in the Arctic. And, um, and basically, it's, it's his story of, of how he tries to, to save himself and then eventually save someone else that kind of comes to rescue him. There's a big crash that happens. And she's all of a sudden wounded and unconscious, and he's caring for her. And then it's like a storm's coming. So it, the whole thing is very, uh, again, very slow. Very like there's a lot of. Um, he comes across this other person. He starts talking to them a bit, but for the most part, it's just a silent movie, and the beautiful Arctic wilderness is just just on display. It's it's very good cinematic. Yeah, well, Mazda is a good one to be able to amazing actor so he does a great job as kind of this guy um slowly losing his mind uh he's out in the uh the wilderness it's it's a really good movie uh and then i watched another movie called coherence um this is uh very reminiscent of the man from earth where it's just a bunch of people in a room who are talking like the whole the whole movie was shot on like fifty thousand dollar uh or maybe it's a hundred thousand dollars uh budget um and it's this is more of like a psychological thriller. Uh, there's a phenomenon happening where um, uh, so there, there's a, a bunch of people at a dinner party, and then all the lights kind of go out, and you know they're looking around. They're all all the lights are out in the entire neighborhood, and they kind of see another house off in the distance that seems to have some light. So they go and try to uh, get to it, um, and then the people who go out to get to it and then they come back, they're slightly different than they were before. And so it, it's the whole thing is just this, this metaphysical quantum. Um, uh, it's, it's kind of about there are different universes and um, based on like split second decisions, things change. Was it, was it covalence or covalence or oh, I can't remember, but there's one where there's like two, uh, two universes come together. If they see the two planets sort of coming together, is that oh, that's idea? that's uh, second planet or sec second planet. second world, uh, Earth Earth two maybe. Okay. Another Earth, a different Earth, something like that. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. It's very similar to that. Okay. But in, in this, it, the, the, it's so subtle, but there are like minor little differences in uh, some of the what the characters say, some of what their memories are, uh, some of their past. Uh, some of their interactions with other characters. So it, it's it's kind of the kind of movie where you may want to watch it like two or three times, and you, you you'll catch like different different things as you're watching. It's it, it's very weird, but like I really, a, really enjoyed it. Is it like a mind fuck too, like Inception? No, or? it's it's not quite that obvious. It's much okay. more psychological. But um, and 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 the changes sometimes are so minuscule that they, you you really have to think about it. Like uh, at at one point. Um, the guy whose house it's in has three different boxes of glow sticks and each, each box has a different color. Oh, really? so, okay. That's so in order to try to tell apart who's, who's in that, that who's them and who's in the other house, they wear glow sticks around their neck. Uh, that's blue. 
And then right. they, they meet up with another party that's identical to the party that's out who are wearing red glow sticks. And that's the kind of the first time where you think, oh, God, something weird is going on. Because up until then, it's just been a normal thing where the power has gone out and they're just trying to figure out what's happening. Until you're like, and hey, from there, it gets fucking crazy. Okay. What's it called again? Coherence. Coherence, okay. Very good. Netflix or Prime? Or... Uh, that one was, I think, was on Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, then I saw a heist movie called Momentum. Um, I actually don't remember much about this movie. I just wrote down heist movie, hoping I would remember about <laughs> it uh, at, 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 at the time of recording. But, I mean, it was a couple of weeks ago, and I really don't remember anything more about it other than it was a heist movie. Uh, and then just yesterday, or last night, uh, Jen made me watch a movie called Force of Nature. This was a horrible movie. It's uh, another heist-ish type movie. This one takes place in Florida during, or sorry, in Puerto Rico during a hurricane. And uh, it's funny, one of the main characters is um, Mel Gibson as an old retired cop who kind of doesn't want to, to, to be uh, oh, addicted. Oh, with Vince Vaughn? No, not Vince Vaughn. Oh, okay. Because he did a cop movie with Vince Vaughn. This is uh, a no, he's, he's, he's not a cop in this movie. Okay. He's a retired police officer who, um, okay. who basically is like this old, decrepit man, and his daughter is trying to get him to evacuate, and the cops come and try to help him out. And then during this, um, a, a heist happens kind of in the apartment building oh, okay. where, where they're holed up. Uh, it's, it's not very good. I mean, this is a movie that <laughs> the podcast, how did this get made? Did a whole episode about and oh, okay. kind of ripping it apart. It's, it's hilariously bad. Let's put I, it that way. I have, uh, in the, in the upcoming ones first, I have a Mel Gibson one to talk about. Okay. Yeah, well, um, I mean, does anyone hire Gibson to be in a good movie? <laughs> Are you sure uh, you're and then one last movie I want to talk about, and it's actually the first movie in a line, like a whole series of movies. Um, it's called Mythica. This is also on, uh, at least the first one is on Netflix. Uh, Mythica, A Quest for Heroes. This is basically a D&D movie. It's, oh, really? Um, yeah, it's, it's this lady. Uh, she wants to be, or she's um, an indentured servant to this guy who, um, I don't even remember what the guy does, but I think he runs like a shop or something. And um, and she wants to be uh, a wizard, so she, she and, and Kevin Sorbo plays like this. this Kevin, grand, grand, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Sorbo. He plays this grand wizard who um, who kind of mentors her on the side, uh, and then uh, there's there's an evil army that's coming, and so she ends up escaping, and then she wants to become an adventurer, so she's sent to this inn where all the adventurers get their adventuring. Um, uh, Hints or uh, missions yes. by the gamekeeper. Uh, there's like a whole board with all the different uh, quests that are out there and people who have signed up for it, and they're like an adventure party. <laughs> and, and because she's a woman who has no background or anything, who's an indentured servant, she's basically dismissed. But she says, and then a um, uh, a queen or a princess comes whose sister has been kidnapped by these evil guys and she wants to rescue them. So she's trying to get a party together and no one will take her because she only has like 20 pieces of silver to offer to pay. So the lady goes, well, I'll join you. And so the two of them go off and, and along the way, they pick up some more people and become like a, a, a classic D&D adventuring party with a, a wizard, a thief, a warrior, and a cleric. <laughs> yeah, it's, 
it is like a B grade movie at best, but it is it was so good. I loved well, it so sometimes, much. Sometimes sometimes B movies are fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 a fun, crappy uh D yeah. movie. And uh, and and I have found out it's it's the first in a series of five movies. Oh really? So uh, yeah, I, only the first one's available on Amazon Prime, but I managed <laughs> to download copies of the rest of them, so I cannot wait to sit down and watch them. Jen says she has absolutely zero interest. Oh, in you gotta let me know. Oh, I gotta watch them. I gotta watch. Oh, it's them. so good. Well, I definitely watch the first one. Okay. If you have an Amazon Prime account, definitely watch so the first what's one. What's, it, like what's it. it called? It's called Mythica. Mythica. Oh, it's so good. Oh my so god, Mythica good. one. There's two and four. Yeah, oh my there's, god. there's five of them in total. The first one is called A Quest oh, for Heroes. Uh, all, all the three are actually available on Prime. Yeah. Oh, because I, I check for them, and it, it, they, they, they show up as, like, a listing, but when you actually click on it, it, it says not available. Hmm. No, it does say now that it's here, yep. Oh, good, good. Mythica 2, Mythica 2 the Dark Spore. Yeah. Uh, Mythica 3, the Necromancer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. So, okay, I'm going to have to put these on oh, my... Oh, uh... they are horribly good. Let's just put it that way. They're horribly good. Okay, oh. that's the uh, movies. Moving on to TV shows, uh, I watched the second season of The Terror. So the original, the first season of Terror was about um, the, the one of the two ships. There, there were two ships that are lost, basically, trying to get through the Northwest Passage. And uh, and the the crew ends up stranded on the ice. Uh, the, the, basically, the Northwest Passage freezes over. They get stranded in the ice. And um, they, they turn cannibal. And the the TV show adds like a bit of a supernatural aspect to it, but this is a show that our good friend Sean has been kind of going on and on about for like the last two years. Well, the second season is actually about the Japanese in the internment camps during World War II, and this also has a very supernatural um, uh, element to it in that it introduces that the the old spirits uh, and uh, ancestral um, not demons, but um, let's say spirits from old Japan kind of follow the Japanese as they came over to the new world and kind of still exist. And there's this whole storyline about how there's this one vengeful spirit that's, um, that's cursing this small group of Japanese people and kind of follows them as they get put into the internment camp. So it kind of shows both what the, what the, the brutality of what the humans spirits. It's a really good show. Um, George Takai plays as like an old grandfather in that, and uh, it's it's weird. At the very end, they showed kind of like the the these are actually real people, um, and so it kind of shows their uh, their characters, uh, the, the actors who are portraying the characters, and then also superimposed either. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. It's the the, the actors who who partake in it. Um, some of them were actually children during the. Uh, during the actual internment period, or they have relatives who were interned. So um, it kind of shows their character as well as their ancestors or their their fathers, grandfathers, uncles, whatever, who were in, uh, put into the uh, these internment camps. Uh, it, 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 that ending was super powerful. It, it definitely made me cry. Uh, I also watched a TV show, at least the first season of a show called Homecoming. This is available on Amazon Prime. And it's it's about this um, this company that is looking to rehabilitate soldiers with PTSD and then reintroduce them into the uh, the world. 
um, into society uh, after they've been treated. Uh, but it gets weird. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. It gets weird. Julia Roberts is the uh, the main character in the first season, and uh, it's good. I really. And then the last show I want to talk about is uh, the the DC Comics uh, adaptation of Doom Patrol. So I'm I'm halfway through the first season. It is such a wacky show. Yeah, I think well, I think Doom Patrol. You look at what no, 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 they're no, involved no, in Doom Patrol. Doom, it's going to be strange, Doom, right? Doom Patrol is not wacky. Doom Patrol is you know like bug shit crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's almost as weird as what they did with oh crap, what was that? Uh, what was that show with the guy? Ah, uh, uh, Matt, you know what I'm talking about. Legion? Legion, Legion. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's it's weird on the same level as Legion was weird. Maybe it's a little more mainstream than Legion was. Like, Legion was super out there. But it is... I'm really enjoying Doom Patrol. Like, I'm really liking this. The characters are are weird in their own way. They're kind of... Uh, I, don't, I don't know if they're... They're I love good them. people. They're definitely not hero material, but but they kind of are, are forced to become heroes in, in a way. I love how the first season is narrated by the villain. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. It's such a weird show. It's such a weird show. But uh, I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, so that that's all I want to talk about for TV shows. Oh, there's one more. Um, this old, actually, two more shows. Uh, there's this. Um, Super old Scottish uh, cop show in a small town. You know, like that that Australian cop show in a small town that I was watching. Well, this is the Scottish version. Uh, it's called uh, Hamish Macbeth, uh, which is the the titular character, and it's that's another really neat show in that um, it shows kind of small town life, how all the people are kind of in each other's business, but are, are still pretty much nice to each other and, and like decent people, even though some of them are, are criminals who just try to get away with whatever they can get away with. And the cop is kind of like this laid back guy. He doesn't try to, he doesn't try to enforce the law the way uh, judge Dreadwood. He's much more about kind of community relations. Hey, judge but, doesn't enforce the law. He is just, is the law. Right. Uh, but the, the neat thing about this is it kind of introduces some of that um, old, old world Scottish um, spirituality or, um, or, supernatural elements to it like there's one guy who has the second sight and so he keeps getting visions about things that are about to happen uh, at one point the main character comes across um this lady who he kind of saves from the wilderness but it turns out she she's actually like the long dead sister of a person he ends up helping at the end of the show who was kind of there to to guide him and lead him so it, 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 it it's neat that it introduces a bit of a supernatural element uh, so that's uh, a show from like 1995. It's pretty good. There's three seasons. Uh, each season, I think, because the, the British show is only like about six episodes or so. Uh, so we're going through that one pretty quickly. And the last show I want to talk about, I swear this is the last show I'm going to talk about. It's called Water Rats. This is a show I used to watch like on terrestrial TV when I was a kid. Australian uh, Sydney Water Patrol, basically. So it's cops on the water. Uh, they're dealing with you know drowning victims. The, the first two episodes... Um, deals with uh, a guy who puts a bomb on a like a, a sh day trip cruise ship, um, and a bunch of people die. It's it, it's it's a show I'm watching mainly for nostalgic purposes. I mean, it's not a great show by any means, but it's it's fun, and um, and there's uh, quite a few seasons of it. So that's another super fun show that we're watching right now. 
Okay, that's it for TV. I want. I have a quick question for everyone, especially especially Dwayne. Has anyone been able to find the new Moons uh, show, the new movie? What new movie? Yeah, oh, it's in the theaters. It's in the theaters. Yeah. Oh, it's still in the theaters. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't think it just came out like two weeks ago. Uh, it came out about a month ago. But, okay, maybe uh, a month. Later. Yeah. Uh, now I kind of meant to go see it, and then they shut down the movie theaters again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did want to comment on one thing before we move off the dev segment. Uh, I found it really interesting that they created this show, The Terror. Um, very oh, yes. known, very little known trivia fact. Um, so uh, they actually made the captain of The Terror, uh, FRM Crozier, into a villain in Alpha Flight. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah, Bell Mantlo during his run, and uh, I consider Mantlo's run the low point for Alpha Flight, um, turned uh, Crozier into essentially uh, a supervillain. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, actually, it's not worth talking about more than that. So. <laughs> I'm ready for segment two. Oh, hold on. I'm not done yet. That was oh. just TV. Uh, I haven't talked about role-playing games, and I haven't talked about uh, video games. So role-playing game-wise, uh, like I said, all like we were talking about before, all three of my um, Star Wars games are going strong. We've got the Age of Rebellion set for next weekend, uh, my Monday night uh, Edge of the Empire game still going, and my Thursday night um, Force and Destiny game still going. And like we said, we might be introducing a new online game where I'll be dealing with the people from Kessel Run and Edge of the Empire, uh, at least going finishing off the, the starter campaign, possibly going through character creation and starting like an actual real campaign. So we'll see about that. Uh, in addition, we hadn't talked about it, and maybe we'll kind of save this for news and rumors, but we've got um, more... Uh, opportunities to play Star Wars. Yeah, I, mean, I was gonna. I was gonna say, let's yeah, put a we'll, pin on we'll that. Talk about that yeah. um, video games. Uh, I've basically just been sticking with the uh, the normal two of um, uh, doing some division with you guys and mainly doing a lot of. Um, what the hell's that game I play? RimWorld. 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 I was say, we, play a lot of we see a lot of. I, I don't, Devrim is now playing RimWorld. Devrim is. <laughs> I have, for some reason, mental block on the name of this That's game. That's because you modded it so long. And you make fun of me for hard. You don't even know what it is anymore. True. And, and you make really fun of me Star for saying world more than you, make, you make fun of me for saying Grim Dark instead of Grim Dawn. Yes, uh, but but you mispronounce every name, every person's <laughs> name, every, every movie's name, That's every true. company's name, every game's name. Basically, you haven't pr- pronounced a proper name once. You're right, Davram. <laughs> uh, another um, another game that I recently downloaded and started playing is the original Baldur's Gate because mm. the uh, Baldur's Gate three has recently been released. Uh, I'm looking at eventually picking it up when it goes on sale because you know I don't pay full price for any game anymore because most of them come out in early access with that like a half done game and then want you to pay for it full price before they even finish the game. Oh, so, here's some patches. Yeah, so to hell with that. But. Uh, uh, I did pick up, or not pick up, I've had them for a while. I downloaded and finally started replaying the the original Baldur's Gate. And 
holy fuck is it difficult to do anything in that game like oh. i'm getting frustrated to the point where i don't even want to play anymore oh really uh, I, I can't keep guys alive after more than like say one one battle even even doing a single battle without a, without someone dying is very difficult i have a mage in the group who has you know two spells available to him because he's level one he has four hit points Woo! so he does his one spell and then for some reason he starts going into hand-to-hand combat and then all of a sudden because he can't wear armor gets fucking massacred so he yeah. dies every, every battle so it's just getting super frustrating the, the wizard automatically goes into hand-to-hand i i know i don't know why they have it set up that way but he does so no, no, unless no, you no, have no. first first away yeah and then basically <laughs> you go hide and do nothing and just stay away from uh, from combat for the rest of it anyway so it's just it's it's becoming so frustrating i'm i'm hoping that i'll eventually be able to get to level two with everyone so they have at least a bit the ability to take a couple of hits before dying and maybe pick up some some equipment to make it a bit harder. Like I have a guy who's in full play right now, so he's got a minus one AC, and yet no problem. Monsters have no problem knocking him around. He gets hit every combat. He gets close to death, or he die actually outright dies. So it's getting super frustrating, and I'm actually starting to hate the game. But who knows? Maybe I'll I'll persevere enough to get to level two and see if it gets better. Like I remember loving these games when I was when I was younger, but. Yeah. Like, I, I can't take this shit anymore. Okay, that's it. Let's move on to segment two. Actually, before we move on to segment two, let's do the thing that I always forget to do. Shout do out. Our, our Patreon shout out. And so today, or this week, or this month, our Patreon shout out is, of course, going to be... I wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Ryerson, no. Ryerson. What, Ryerson? Oh, 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 are we, are we not... Are we doing Bruce this time? Yes. Oh, oh, sorry, Aisha. It uh, looks like we're going to be doing uh, our shout-out goes to our good friend Ryerson Bruce Christie. Dr. Uh, Christie? Uh, uh, doctor, is he? Yeah, full-blown doctor. Uh, He's a professor at, uh, Bristol. at uh, Bristol University in England, and a friend of the show has been um, uh, a friend of ours for a very long time. So thank you for back in the show. Uh, but starting in January... Uh, we are going to be offering online gaming for people. Uh, for the Patreon people at the $20 level, you're automatically included in any of the games we run. Uh, they'll be once a month. For other people, it'll be there's a Facebook event thing, which is like $5 for an event, which will be one shots because we're not going to charge you $5 to play all the time. It'll be one shot deals. But again, the Patreon members are welcome to join in on this. Devrim will run his Star Wars, any of the Star Wars. Because he's a fan of that so much. <laughs> well, I will. I will run Deadlands, uh, or Fifth Edition D and D, or some other game if, if I'm familiar with it. Uh, but Devrim as well has offered to run at least. Uh, there was another game you had, wasn't there, Dev? Uh, I don't remember what else. Like I, I'll eventually put together a list of games that I'm confident or comfortable at running. Um, the old Star Wars D six, uh, or the D six Star Wars, uh, the Fantasy Five game Star Wars. If it's Star Wars related, I mean, he'll do it. Uh, and of course, you know, I, be I, I could run a game called Slay Industries, but I mean, it's such a, a obscure game. game that no one has ever really heard of. Yeah. So uh, the 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 amount of people who might get who are interested in in playing in a, a Slay Industries game might be limited. Is all. Awesome. Uh, now there's uh, it'll be through Roll Twenty most likely because that's for me anyways because that's got a lot of the character sheets and everything already on there, which is pretty handy. 
Uh, yeah, another option is Fantasy Grounds because, um, especially for, Grounds, yes. for the Star Wars game, it's almost impossible to get uh, unless you're willing to pay money uh, on like a yearly subscription. Um, you you can't do any of like the dice rolls or anything for it because they use a special dice, and I don't even think the character sheets are available for the, uh, the Star Wars role playing game. Not so, for the not for the new one, no. Yeah, they're so, for, uh, for the West End game one though. For that, we'd probably be playing over. Um, just regular Discord, and then using PDFs for the character sheets. Uh, I do have a, a, an application that will create characters and uh, updated character sheets. So for, for our Patreon subscribers or for people who are doing one-shots, we will provide you character sheets. And and if, if you're part of the Patreon campaign and you're, uh, have like an, we have like an ongoing, ongoing game and you start getting experience, you want to spend it, you just let me know what it is. I'll update your character sheet in the generator, and then I will send you new character sheets to uh, to keep track of your character. And like I said, I would do either Deadlands, the, the new Weird West one, the new edition with Savage Worlds, or also Dark Heresy, the Warhammer 40k role-playing game, and also uh, Pendragon, but uh, there's a new one for, it's very similar to D&D 5th edition. It's called uh, Romance of the Perilous Land. It's from Osprey Roleplaying. And so it's very similar to 5th edition. So it uses 2D10s. You've got edges and stuff like that. So that's another game I'd be willing to run as well. And also on the note for Dev said for Fantasy Land Grounds, Fantasy Grounds, Kessel Run is offering to help uh, give you a subscription to it. If anyone who wants to play D&D. I think it's only the Game Master that has to have a subscription. Kessel Run is willing. So if you want to get a whole... Let us know. On to the movie side now. Uh, so speaking of Mel Gibson, <laughs> he's a new one coming up. And that, yes, yes, and uh, shit crazy. Yeah, Super Santa Claus is batshit crazy, and some kid hires an assassin to go take him out because he got given coal for Christmas. <laughs> and and of course, you know he's got the the guns and everything because you know it's Santa Claus, he can have whatever he needs, right? Uh, yeah, so that, that's strongly implies that uh, Claus is an occasional contractor for the U.S. government doing wet work. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 different and interesting. Uh, notes. So Netflix doing a live action Conan the TV series. Yeah, we, we, I think we talked about this maybe two episodes ago. Exactly. So that's interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Well, it depends on who they. I, everyone still. It might be a little past his. He might be a little past. No, his he's actually perfect for it now. He looks old enough to be kind of king. Right? Yeah, he's, he's in the like, 70s now. Hey. He's in the 60s, was doing taking. For him to jump across. Still makes him look like an action hero, right? Um, Amazon is going to be coming up with a Lord of the Rings anime or live action TV show as well, or series, I should say. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, on the note of and uh, looks like there's an issue with um, there's a lawsuit going on between the the original Dragonlance writers, uh, Tracy Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. There's a uh, lawsuit going on because there was going to be a new Dragonlance series coming out from them, which originally it seems 
Wizards had signed off for, but then they said, no, you're not allowed to. So, because the Dragonlance is one of the most famous uh, lands for D&D, mm -hmm. up there with Forgotten Realms and Greyhawk, right? So, is no one's really sure what really went on, but there is now a lawsuit coming. So, it looks like there is no more, not, not going to be, at least for a while, any Dragonlance books or new games coming out for them, which is unfortunate, because I always liked that world. Mm -hmm. And that's it for me right now. Okay, anyone else? Well, I've got some Marvel stuff. So, um, starting off, Marvel TV. Uh, we reported on the podcast uh, one or two episodes back that uh, Canadian actress Tatiana Maslany had been she signed up for She-Hulk. Yeah. Maslany is currently denying that she's signed up for She-Hulk. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, the thing is, is that, uh, you know, this was not some fly-by-night um, organization that originally reported this. It was either, like, you know, Variety or Deadline that reported she'd been cast. These are, you know, the bedrock of entertainment news and not usually wrong. So the current speculation is that the discussions may be ongoing and that Maslany is under an NDA. This sort of thing has been known to happen with Marvel in the past. News leaked, yet because of the NDA, the people involved had to deny, 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 deny until they could finally say, well, yeah. So she may end up uh, being Jennifer Walters for the new TV show. She may not. Hard to say. Um, also, Marvel TV News, Hellstrom, which is yes. uh, one of the last gasps of Jeff Loeb's uh, Marvel Television, uh, has dropped on Hulu in the States. And I've seen mixed reviews, but mostly on the negative side. Oh, that's too bad. I'd be curious to check it out, but uh, I don't think any Canadian-based streamers has it. No, I haven't seen it. And I'm too lazy to uh, go searching for other That's sources. Deb's job. Yeah. I, I, I might be able to send you links. Uh, uh, Dwayne, sorry to interrupt for just one. I just realized, also, uh, I don't know if you've heard Swamp Thing. They're actually going to come out with a second season for Swamp Thing. Going to uh, Disney, or not Disney Plus, uh, the D HBO Max. HBO Max, yeah. Really? Okay. The last I'd heard was that uh, I was still dead and the CW was showing the first season as if it was an original. Yeah, because it's, it's moving uh, over to HBO now. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, uh, also in Marvel Television News, um, they've announced the lead for the new Miss Marvel TV show based on the, uh, the game? inhuman hero uh, from New Jersey. Yeah. So, Kamala Khan. Yeah, Kamala Khan. Now, I can't remember the name of the actress. Uh, Marvel in a... Pardon? She's Canadian. The move, I think, went both age-appropriate and unknown. So, uh, the actress involved... Uh, is actually currently best known for being part of a Toronto National Film Festival 
panel on youth and entertainment type type deal. So, uh, you know, if Maslany does end up cast as Jennifer Walters, um, this will be the third uh, big casting of a Canadian in a Marvel property. Go Canada! Mile. Sorry, that's my cat decided to rub against the microphone. Sorry. Yeah. Um, because uh, in other news, I've heard that uh, filming on Shang-Chi has yes. finished, and that, of course, stars uh, Simu Liu of, of notably uh, the CBC's Kim's Convenience sitcom. Love that show. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so there is that. Um Oh, Mar uh, Marvel another, news. Oh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. In other Marvel news, um, we mentioned before on the podcast that uh, DC Universe was divesting and going as a pure comics reader service a la Marvel Unlimited and rebranding itself as DC Universe Infinite. As part of that move, they cut their hold time on new issues from one year to six months. This matched Marvel Unlimited. Marvel Unlimited has just announced that they've cut their retail window from six months to three months. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think this is a coincidence. No. So, yeah. Um, so that's it for Marvel news. I do have a little bit of DC news. Oh, I have a follow-up for Marvel news there, Dwayne. Sorry. It's regarding the Spider-Man 3. So not only is Jimmy Fox returning as Electro in the new Spider-Man 3, but Doctor Strange is there as well. And a lot of people believe now this is going to introduce, with the besides the Wanda, WandaVision one, definitely the multiverse. Yeah, I've been, hearing, I've been hearing that. Because uh, uh, Doctor Strange <laughs> has been confirmed as being in the, well, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch has been confirmed as being in Spider-Man 3. Yep. Which should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, now, when it'll start filming, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, Tom Holland is currently busy doing the Uncharted yeah. adaptation as Nathan Drake. Oh, I'll be interested. Any of you guys ever played Uncharted? No. Nope. I've heard of it, but I've never played it. Nope. Yeah. And so, I, I play a lot so, of Far Cry, which is, I think, kind of similar, but. Less uh, supernatural, maybe. So yeah, so um, so there's that. Uh, in DC news, uh, things uh, the Snyder cut of Justice League continues. Yeah. And that uh, the last thing I heard was that um, I think it was Joe Manganiello's. Uh, uh, Deathshot was going to not Deathshot, but um, Deathlock the Terminator, Slade Wilson. Oh, was going, they were going to do some re uh, Deathlock. Uh, no, um, yeah, Deathstroke. Deathstroke, because Deathlocks is a uh, yes, DC one from the future. Uh, Mar Marvel, Marvel one from the future. Yes. Yeah, there's too many death blank characters. <laughs> well, hey, you should try also the captains and the blacks. 
because there's like yeah, the captains. Get, yeah, and let's then, let's 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 not just go. Let's not go. <laughs> <laughs> and doctors. How many doctors go bad? Like seriously, I, I don't trust doctors anymore. There's like Yeah, it makes you wonder if uh, Stan and Jack had some issues with doctors. Or yes. <laughs> something. <laughs> uh, I don't hey, know. at least Doctor uh, Strange is a good guy. Yeah, and so was Doctor Drew, who later became Doctor Druid. Yeah, I was gonna say Doctor Druid. Yep. But. Uh, Fun thing is, is that they apparently brought back Doctor Druid, which is hilarious. Oh, really? Okay. And yeah, he's been guest. He's been kind of a co-star in the latest Strange series for Marvel. So, uh, is that uh, production continues for the Flash movie? Like getting back, since I said I was switching to DC news, production continues for the Flash. Uh, it is apparently going to be at least loosely based on the Flashpoint storyline that they also tapped to. Which was very good. I don't know why they would be doing it. Yeah, actor who's not, nowhere near as charismatic as Gus Van. Gus, Gus Grant? Gus something. Grant, Grant Gus, Gustin. Grant Gustin, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah what's the name again, Dev? Come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, um, I knew Gus was in there somewhere. <laughs> the, the, fun, the fun thing is, uh, um, many actors in the states are currently recording and releasing mm -hmm. "Get Out the Vote" messages and stuff. Um, I don't want to go into too many details, but amongst them, um, specifically for Pennsylvania, is Michael Keaton who only grew up just outside Pittsburgh. And he was on Jimmy Kimmel uh, mentioning this political ad because Keaton generally, unless he's promoting a film, you never hear of mm -hmm. Michael Keaton. He's, he's one of those actors that just Wants his private does, not, does not care for the public eye, but uh, he feels that this election is important and so you're going to get out of the vote thing, where of course he invoked Batman. Of course. Because <laughs> um, he is Batman. Well, he confirmed. He is. He confirmed to Kimmel that he is in discussions to reprise Bruce Wayne, Batman, for uh, yeah. the Flash movie. Well, he is also so, in the uh, Star uh, Spider Man Three movie. Yeah, as the Vulture. As the Vulture, yeah. So, but yeah, um, of course, uh, Kimmel who is a fair comic book fan himself, asked uh, who the best Batman is. Keaton unequivocally said him. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows the correct answer is Kevin Conley. Yeah, Kevin Conroy is definitely Conroy. the best Batman. There is, there is no denying that. From Batman the Animated Series. Yes, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Except, uh, except no uh, also, also, my favorite show. Uh, Dev, I'm sorry. Um, I just forgot. I, I mentioned. I forgot the why. I mentioned. I forgot to mention. Sorry. I watched Man, uh, Superman: Men of Tomorrow, the okay. animated Warner Brothers movie. It's actually, it's actually not too bad. You you'd like it again because it's you know the proper up story backstory. Yeah, of DC Superman. has been really good with their animated movies, not so good with their live action. Yeah. 
So I think, like again, if anyone wants to watch a Superman movie, yeah. watch the animated or movie. watch uh, another movie where where Superman. Oh God! Stupid! Yeah. It's no, it's a crap yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, Dad. Can't wait for the Snyder cut. Yep. Go um, ahead. Yeah. Um, part of the DC news is that uh, Superman and Lois has officially entered production. Oh, good. In Vancouver, they've started shooting. So, so uh, if you want for Supergirl or Lo Lois and Clark. No, no, no. So Supergirl is part of the DC... Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, well, Supergirl still has one season left to go, so the two shows will be concurrent for one season. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, but I was just going to say, if you want some decent quality Superman on your screen, yeah. Superman Lois looks promising. Like, like I said, I like um, what they did with Supergirl, the show. Uh, I like uh, Melissa Benoit. She plays an amazing Supergirl. She's all bubbly and sweet and always hopeful, which is kind of like what the person she's supposed to represent. So I think it did an excellent job with the, with the show, Supergirl. I mean, got a little too um, woke in some of the seasons, but... I mean that's kind of like the world we live in, so kind of have yeah. to make make do with it. Yeah, very but, very uh, girl power. But yeah, and the final bit I wanted to mention: uh, Mark Guggenheim, who has been a major force in the Arrowverse family of shows, mm -hmm. and that um, is no longer involved with any of the Arrowverse shows. He is currently concentrating on the new Green Lantern series for HBO Max. Oh, they're going to get uh, Ryan Reynolds. I think he could do a good Green Lantern. <laughs> no, that that never happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, got fixed. Deadpool, 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 Deadpool Rex rescued us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, the the funny the funniest for me, of course, has been um, uh, because uh, both Reynolds and Taika Waititi are involved with um, like free what free is it? guy. Free guy. Yes. Um, in interviews, it's come up that they did uh, Green Lantern together. Yeah. At which point, they deny it. Uh, yeah, they they completely deny it. As far as they're concerned, they met when doing. Yeah, we we've um, never worked together guy. before. Yeah, I saw <laughs> the, the trailer. Like we've never worked before together. What are you talking about? It's our first time together. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. In other but, uh, kind of and, oh man, I I want to see Free Guy. I really want to see that movie. Yes. Um, they released a second trailer for it, and oh my god, it looks funny. Through its Kickstarter, um, it's uh, officially been funded, and the first episodes will be rolling out, I think, January 2021? I'm and not with, sure. Uh, I, I, do know, I, I do know it was delayed because the artist that was originally listed with the Kickstarter uh, is no longer available or something. I do know it's a, a new artist okay. um, coming in on that project. And so it was reported that uh, it would be delayed. Well, I'm uh, in the Kickstarter for it, so um, I'm going to be receiving it. But unfortunately, because of the way um, shipping from the States goes, um, I've taken the option to have it all packaged together as one big bundle instead of having it sent out individually. So I'm going to have to wait until 2022 to get all three episodes or all three um, graphic novel issues uh, delivered before I, or produced before I get them delivered to my house. Oh, let's do that. Yeah, so it's going to be at least another year and a bit before uh, before we actually see it. Yeah. 
Um, in Kickstarter news, I didn't have a chance because the timing of it didn't work out between episodes. Um, I've mentioned Girl Genius many times on the podcast. Love the webcomic. Um, and independent game studio specializing in c- cyberpunk type stuff because uh, there will be a Linux version available through Steam. So uh, we'll see whenever that comes out. Could be fun. Cool. Patrick, do you have anything to uh, offer up? Um, not a whole lot. Um, there's that new Disney film that came out, or trailer that came out of... Uh, you're supposed to have this the ready, Patrick. Come on. I have this ready. All right, Paul. Well, yeah, there's good Paul. What's up, sir? Do you have anything to offer? For, for, to for news and rumors? Oh, yes. Oh, oh you actually know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm 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 just cruising around uh YouTube trying to find anything that I can be able to speak of, and I have found nothing. Same. So <laughs> I've got nothing to add. So oh. All right. uh Patrick, are you ready now? Uh or should we it's, go to Devrim? Go to Devrim. Well, I've, I've already <laughs> talked about my one big thing, which was the uh, the Berserker comic or graphic novel that's coming out. Hey, right. yeah. Hurry up, Patrick. Um, do your search faster. Pat, yeah. Patrick, are you talking about Soul? No, not Soul. It's uh, um, this girl who tried to become a guardian of the dragons. Uh, oh, yeah. Something and the last dragon. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, the uh, the trailer came out, um, and so Raya and actually, the Last Dragon. Hmm? Raya and the Last Dragon. That's right. Yeah, that's Jeez, the one. Wow, five seconds. Boom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was after well, I gave you most of the title. Quiet. <laughs> he had. A, he knew it was a dragon thing. All I didn't know, he didn't. I just went New Disney movies dragon. Mm. If he, if Patrick knew it was a dragon, I searched yeah. it. Easy. Boom. Well, I, I posted the, uh, the teaser onto our Facebook page. Uh, and I have to admit, while I was watching it, I was thinking, are they trying to make up for uh, the uh, Star Wars sequels? Because, I mean, her name, Rhea, she's uh, got a lot of uh, similarities in, as far as her personality and what her goals are to, uh, to Rey. Uh, and her companion is this little bug that rolls up into a ball and rolls around all over the place. Mm. Anyhow, that, that's just what struck me from the teaser. I mean, it was only a teaser, so it's not like it's uh, it's telling the whole story or anything like that. But it's still something, yeah. yeah. All right, well, it's something it, else to keep an eye on for. Mm-hmm. It had some serious Force Awakened vibes to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so for segment three, if that's all right, Dev? Uh, sure. Why don't we move on to segment three? Do we have a segment three? Is there a topic you guys want to talk about? Well, I did have an idea because I was looking at watching Aliens 3 again. Sorry, Aliens again and the thing. And I'm going for Halloween just because practical effects, like CGI is nice and all, but I wish there would still be more into the practical effects stuff and animatronics for movies. Right? Yeah, I, what, what, what is... is... Which one is more cost effective? That's the question. Uh, it depends what you're trying to go for, right? The, the, okay, so yeah. CGI is easy to fix things afterwards. Like Dev says, we'll fix it in post, which is true, mm-hmm. right? If you need to fix lighting or remove things yeah. or fix up, CGI is great for that. But let's see if you have, um, okay, let's look at things like Zulu, right? Versus some of the new, uh, like Helm's Deep. 
you can tell the armies are fake in the newer ones because they'll it's not you don't have very much definition on the people um i was gonna same thing as okay let's say for my warhammer 40k my army of orcs i can paint them i just paint the boys the normal guys real quickly real simple because it's easier to do but you can tell the difference between that and the one guy you've spent lots of time on the same thing goes for cgi like if you're just doing a bunch of background people it takes a lot of work to do lots of definition for each person so they tend not to do that whereas the up close and personal stuff they will spend more time on but in the old days they'd have like extras like for waterloo and zulu they actually had hundreds if not thousands of people you know running around doing stuff you can tell those are real people because they're not all moving the same they don't look exactly the same you know so you can tell that's real as opposed to some of the cgi battles where you go yeah we can tell they're just cgi guys running around right uh i just still like the idea of practical effects like it, they hold up in my mind better over time right like you look at alien and aliens those a lot of those practical effects still hold up now yes the cgi from them is dated from aliens but the practical effects still hold up whereas you watch some movies that are just pure you know cgi like i said for me they don't hold up as well as practical effects over time right like the thing when they redid the sorry the prequel to the thing they went all cgi i mean they they'd actually had planned to have the guys and the guys from the original thing had gone in and done a lot of practical work and they went and eh, the, the movie producers went now nah, let's use cgi and it showed it does mm -hmm. not look anywhere near as good as a movie that's 30 years older <laughs> <laughs> right like you look at the, the the original thing well sorry not the original thing but the one with kurt russell john carpenter's thing those practical effects still hold up and still scare the crap out of you i agree another a, another another good example would be trimmers yes yeah the original oh sorry paul thank you i almost forgot there's a triple <laughs> trimmers five movie coming out there's another um, movie coming out i think Michael that's Jones like seven it. actually nope it's the fifth one yeah oh, i haven't one? seen any tremors movies since the no it, 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 the it cannot tremors be the it cannot it can't be the fifth one because I already have all five of them and this oh, okay. one's just come out. Okay, it's the sixth one then, yeah. Like now you're making now you're making me do a Google search to find out how many Tremors movies there are. <laughs> That's easy. There's one. No. I, 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 I completely reject that there are other Tremors movies. The second <laughs> one bad. happens to be my favorite. Oh, you're right, seven. It's really? Seven. There, yeah, it is number seven because I have shit. all I have all the other six. So but yeah. uh, Michael Gross is coming is still is back again. So, anyways, but yes, yeah, so you're right. Tremors, like the practical effects in that one, were good. Yeah, the first and the second one had had practical effects monsters. Yeah, the I think the third one had some, but after after uh, the third movie, they all went to CGI. Yeah, and they're crap. Yeah, but so yeah, I know. Got... the first the first three the first three like the the third one had some CGI in it, but it still had um, practical effect monsters. Yeah, and that's in my mind. Like I can see CGI is good for you know making uh, landscapes, touching up stuff afterwards. But for mm. you know monsters or items or things, I mean, it's just not, unfortunately enough, it's not feasible to have you know five thousand extras show up in a movie theater. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, just we have we need a thousand people. Wait, what? Because <laughs> then you have to feed them and all this sort of stuff. So logistically, it's not. It's cheaper for the studios to add them in, 
you know, via hmm. software. But again, for me, it still looks better when you have real people because you can the brain can tell the difference between CGI filled people, you know, a background filled with CGI people as opposed to real people. Right? They just move more randomly. Devrim, do you have an opinion? Patrick, before you have to go? Um, uh, I don't know if I disagree with you. I mean, obviously everything looks better. Well, there, there's a lot of practical CGI effects or practical effects that don't hold up. Um, yes. I, I could think of many movies where it was done like in the 60s or 70s where I mean, you can obviously tell that there's a, those are um, tiny miniatures in on like wires or whatever because you can kind of see them bobbing as they're moving through space. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can see... You can see some of it in Star Wars. Sure, yeah, yeah. even in Star Wars. Yeah, but uh, it's still... a, lot, a lot of that has been kind of redone and uh, CGI'd over. I mean, the, so yeah, but the very first Star Wars with the effect, you know, the, the going into the uh, the Death Star, the canyon, mm -hmm. that looked great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's not to say that practical CGI effects can't look good. And anytime they've shown, you know, large ships that people are walking into, when you've got a actual practical uh, built that you're walking on to, on to or into, uh, it just adds so much more to the well to, to yeah, the, but at to the, the same movie. Time, a blue screen or green screen sometimes can get redid. Well, that's the difference between um, the prequel, Star Wars prequels, and the reboots of Star Trek, right? So the Wrath of Khan run too far, whereas in the Star Trek reboot that actually built a set. So he's running like full tilt through areas and you can tell he's actually moving and running. He's not just, I'll just stand here or walk slowly. Cause after 10 feet, I run out of space. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. So again, you, you, if you're trying to do a sense of urgency and you haven't built a set, you're like, okay, so you've got this 20 feet of thing to run across. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I get three steps and that's it. <laughs> I can't run and you know, like it's mm -hmm. not going to look good. Yeah. Right. Whereas yeah. with so, the computer, with CGI now, you just green screen on a treadmill. You can be doing whatever you oh, want. Oh, yes. And you're but, care okay, uh, actually, to bring that up, Black Panther. So Black Panther had a combination of CGI and practical effects. The scene in uh, Civil War, or, yes, Black Panther, Civil War, uh, Civil War, sorry, hmm. where um, Black Panther is trying to track down in, in under the tunnel, run after uh, Bucky, who's on the motorcycle. That was combination of CGI and practical effects. They were on a treadmill that was behind a vehicle. So the car was driving and they were on a treadmill on, on as they're going. They were hitting like close to 60 miles an hour when they're running on the treadmill. Mm -hmm. But there all the other cars, there's no other cars there. They were added in CGI. But this the fact that physically they were actually were running full better. Um, I mean, you'll have a, a movie and you won't be able to tell whether or not it's live or or practical or you know cgi yeah right so technology has to have a chance to develop so you've got to actually have it out there to develop mm. yeah i mean like um you know for example like helm's deep and stuff in lord of the rings trilogy well that was actually a long time ago so Improvements have been made. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's like you can tell the difference. Yeah. And it'll continue to be made. Well, look at the end game and uh, that. Like a lot of CGI stuff you could tell was CGI, right? The big armies and those, you could still go, yeah, they're fake. 
you know, it, it, again, I, I don't mind a lot of background stuff. I mean, still, Avatar is still a pretty movie. The whole rest of the movie is stupid, but it was pretty. It looked great. It was immersive because of the CGI background. That I have no problem with. That's perfect. After so run, have so any, so I'm to say an early goodbye, and uh, we'll talk to everybody, well, all our fans, uh, next month. All right, well, I was cool. going to just finish <laughs> off with anyone have any plans for Halloween movies, what they're going to watch. Tremors. <laughs> what is your plan? I need, a, I need a comedy. I need laugh. Well, yeah. okay. It's, it's, you know, it's a comedy horror, right? Yeah. If, I'll, I'll probably, <laughs> uh, possibly Alien and Aliens. Those yeah. two are my usual go-to for Halloween movies. Yeah. Okay. I have a 10-year-old. Yeah, she can, he can't watch either. Well, no, he can't watch either. <laughs> Gotta be light. Gotta be well, light. Uh, what is it? Uh, Gizmodo uh, put up an article the other day of uh, the scariest G-rated movies. Probably put that on our Facebook link. Or Temple of Doom. <laughs> Temple of Doom is PG-13. No, yeah, it was PG. Was no, no, it wasn't PG thirteen. It was PG. It's what got the movie. How theater. could that movie be PG? Like because before P that's what got the whole studio or the whole uh, PG thirteen rating to come into effect. Yeah. Oh. It was that movie is not PG. But that's, that's, <laughs> at the time they could get it through because it didn't have all the you know you know swearing and also and nudity or anything. So it got through as PG, and then everyone went, uh, "Wait, what?" Wait, so that's it. Actually, helped change the the rating for movies. <laughs> okay, that's 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 no Temple of Doom helped change the ratings for PG get PG thirteen in there. Fair enough. So yeah, if you want PG rating, you can go get Temple of Doom for <laughs> it's officially a kids movie. <laughs> <laughs> I still like the thing as my my go to. Mm -hmm. Dev. Uh, I don't know. I, I probably won't watch anything special on Halloween. Uh, if I do, it'll probably be Ghostbusters. Nah. Which if, one? If I, which, oh, which... it's got to be the original. <laughs> the original Ghostbusters. I mean, Ghostbusters 2 is good. I, don't get me wrong. It, it's, it's enjoyable, but it's not anywhere near as good as the original. And it certainly won't be the uh, reboot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, why not the reboot? Sounds... I mean, no, the, listen, the reboot isn't a terrible movie. It's just... It misses, on a, it, it misses on a lot of things, though. I, I know for Dwayne, it's actually his favorite of all the three Ghostbuster movies. Yeah, it is now. Well, it didn't used to be, but um, the rewatch? Um, I probably should have done the rewatch because <laughs> I'm sorry, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 just have not aged well for me. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, 80s um, mentality in that first, especially the original Ghostbusters movie. Like, whoa, is there a lot of uh, just just some things you don't really want to see anymore. Yeah. I can't stand Peter Frankman anymore. Yeah. He's, I just, he's I a can't. manipulative dick. He's an utter asshole. And, and uh, he's, he's better than the, the hero from Little Monsters. <laughs> Seriously, and that I, movie I, came out recently. Like yeah, that doesn't—that doesn't matter to me. That's a really low bar to cross. No, but that's mm -hmm. why I didn't like. I couldn't watch because Little Monsters came out recently, and they put a guy who's worse than someone from forty years ago for for interactions. That's where I was like, 
See, had the movie come out four years ago, I'm like, okay, I can accept. I, I still wouldn't be happy, but I can sort of understand the time it was made, right? Like Vinkman, yeah, he's a gross slime, but at the time, I could understand. Like, I can understand the time it came out with, right? Making a character like that nowadays is like, uh, really, guys? Really? You're making a guy worse than him in a modern movie? Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to cheer for him? Not going to happen. Hmm. So anyways, uh, I think that's okay. So I think we should end there, Devram. Yeah, at this point, why don't we say thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basin podcast, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye, Happy Halloween. Everyone. Bye now. Oh, yeah. It's almost Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basement podcast. We'd like to thank Radio Free Music for our intro and outro music. Both songs were done by an amazing artist named Silent Partner. The intro music is called Drop and Roll, and the outro music is called Grand Navy Plaza. And we'll have links to both those songs in our show notes. If you liked what you heard and wish to support the show, please consider becoming a backer on Patreon. We can be found at patreon.com slash OOTBpod. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.